1: The yawning abyss between ice and fire, where the nine worlds vie for power. Our story starts here.
0: Professional wrestling is well represented at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year. I'm with Ed from Mythos ragnarok which combines uh the mighty and the mythological with the world of professional wrestling in a way that i don't think's ever been done before now we had ed on the show just before Christmas last year. Uh, since then, the show has made it to the fringe. I'm going to shut up and let Ed talk about it. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing so well for a man who is one week into a three or four week run <laughs> of theatrical wrestling shows. Tom, I'm alive.
0: A very physical Edinburgh Fringe show as well, because even to even even for those who are uh, doing shows that aren't as impactful as a wrestling show, like the Fringe, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is is fun but exhausting, isn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely absolutely is, mate. Um, even more so if your show's on a sort of half 10 to midnight every night. So we don't even get home till three and then we have to get up. And um, the show is just obviously the tiniest part of it. Most of the day is spent flyering and competing with 3,000 other shows to try and convince people to come and see ours. But um, like you say, we have the, the USP. We can genuinely say nobody has ever done this before, let alone a fringe. Um, People seem
0: to be enjoying that. So talk us through, for those who didn't catch you when you were with us back in December, tell us what Mythos Ragnarok is all about. Well,
1: um, creatively it is uh, the story of the Norse myths, which we've woven together uh, to take it all the way from the start of creation, all the way to the apocalypse of Ragnarok, um, to retell Nordic mythology in in a sort of storytelling way. But what I've done is I've used exclusively a cast of professional wrestlers because, well, two reasons, Tom. One being the Nordic myths have more than their fair share of fight scenes and violence. And I don't know anyone in the world of theatre who is better at fight scenes and violence than pro wrestlers. And the other reason being that I noticed that professional wrestlers just are not treated like theatre people. We're not treated like actors. We're not treated like what we do is legitimate theatre. There's a whole different attitude towards us. And... I realized from 20 odd years of pro wrestling that nothing I had done previously now ever counted in terms of uh, trying to get spotlight representation, trying to get agents, trying to get people to actually think that I've ever done anything of worth. Outside of wrestling, as far as people are concerned, I've done nothing. And this is absurd, Tom, as you know better than I. Wrestlers are some of the most incredible multi-talented performers, actors, athletes, um, gymnasts in the world. And we're not. it's not just that it's unappreciated, it's utterly misunderstood. So I thought what I'll do is create a theatre show, which is something people understand, but it will only be wrestlers and we will use full tilt wrestling the whole way through um, to show how those two worlds meet um, and how good wrestlers can be at both.
0: What I love about, um, compared to our first conversation in december to now um some of these, these are some of the subjects that we brought up then ed about how wrestling isn't seen in the same way despite the fact that the storytelling element and the performance element are just as strong and just as required in wrestling but i love this the fact that we spoke back in december one of those that was involved in mythos uh, from the beginning was richard Calvert whom people know as yeah. Charles Crowley, who has since appeared on EastEnders. So it shows you that there is a transition that easily can be made between the world of wrestling and the world of acting if people have their eyes and minds open to it.
1: Absolutely, dude. It's it's storytelling. And, I mean, a wrestler can go out there in 15 minutes and people who have never even seen them before in their life will understand who they are, what story they're trying to tell. And they don't even have to use any words, they just do it with their bodies. So give them a script give them a character, allow them to work on that character over a period of time, like you would do with any acting job. Um, and what they can do is 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 exaggerated even further. I mean, Rich is the perfect example of, of someone who's both an actor and a wrestler and combines the two perfectly. And that's undoubtedly one of the reasons, apart from his obvious talent, why he's uh, doing as well as he is. Because he's merged the two worlds because they are so similar. Um, but this isn't just so. Rich was in his tenders, like you say, he's also taking a film right now, that's why he's not with us till the second two weeks of Fringe. Um But it, it's not just, so we do a theatre show, so it's very live, which is like wrestling normally is. It's odd theatre crowds don't join in the same way the wrestling crowds do, but they sit and they listen and they really pay attention. Sometimes we get a more wrestling-centric crowd, and they're a lot louder, and they like to cheer and chant, and that's what we're used to. But as wrestlers, what we're having to get used to is silence. As as a wrestler, you don't want silence, Tom, but in the theatre, sometimes you do because you don't want people hollering over your lines. But um, like you pointed out with Rich and EastEnders, this also translates onto screen. Something I've done for 10 years is stunts for um, TVs and movies. Um, And again, professional wrestling isn't seen as a useful uh, qualification for that world. If you want to join the British Stunt Register, for example, years of experience as a professional wrestler is utterly irrelevant. They'll want you to go and learn how to scuba dive or do some rock climbing to prove yourself as an athlete. When you've done 20 years of pro wrestling, they're not interested. Because, again, it's not seen as actual... It's seen as big men in pants pretending to fight but by anyone who isn't a wrestling fan. And that's ridiculous, because 99% of people
0: aren't wrestling fans. A big part of um, the show that you're doing, uh, Mythos Ragnarok, is it is changing that, perce- it is an attempt to change that perception, but it's telling these amazing stories through the medium of professional wrestling, which, again, you, as you say, it's a surprise that no one's done that so far. Now, the Fringe Festival will attract uh, as you say, some wrestling-centric people and some non-wrestling-centric people. What has been some of the the feedback from those non-wrestling-centric people to the show that you guys have put on at the Fringe? Man, We've
1: been here a week, and so far we have had people with PhDs in Norse mythology come and tell me how wonderful the Norse mythology was. We've had people who come from 25-year acting dynasties come and say that they've never seen acting like that at Fringe. We've had people, pro wrestlers, uh, local pro wrestlers and pro wrestlers all the way from the States come and say that they have never seen pro wrestling used in this way and that they're honoured that it's being done this way and they're excited to know what will happen. And we've had most people who have never ever seen pro wrestling live. Some have seen it on TV, come along. And a lot of the feedback we get is I really wasn't expecting to enjoy this. And it was amazing. Uh, Something like 20, 30 um, reviews up on Ed Fringe so far. And honestly, dude, I broke down in tears yesterday reading them. Because we've, we've accomplished something I thought would take me years to do. And we've done it more or less instantly. Because the second you show people what pro wrestling actually can do, they love it. Um, I don't, I honestly, I said this to you back in December, I don't think you can show somebody pro wrestling and them not enjoy it when it's live and it's in front of them. Because like Foley said a hundred years ago, if you don't like the clowns, you'll like the fire eater. If you don't like the, the strong man, you'll like the, um, the lion tamer. There's something for everyone, man, right? That's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot,
0: That's exactly it. There's there's a little bit of something for everybody in the world of wrestling, and that's the same with the case uh, with Mythos at the Fringe. And what's nice is because because and I can get why you get really why you got quite emotional by it because I think what a lot of people don't realise is the Fringe is really high stakes because you are thrust into uh, four weeks that are that aren't cheap in Edinburgh, and you're up against like. Hundreds of other shows, and a big part of what you do, as you say, is promotion constantly. And, and that pressure is quite heavy, isn't it, when you're a fringe performer?
1: This is everything, man. Um, it cost me a thousand quid a day just to be here, which I don't have. Time do. I'm a performer, I don't have that kind of luck. The accommodation costs in, in Edinburgh are just completely insane. It was going to cost me 20,000 pounds just to put the people up. And yeah, you go out in the streets. You're up against Ian McKellen, and it's not like you know he's doing Hamlet down the road at a venue. We nearly took the the stakes couldn't be higher. If this doesn't work, I'm broke forever. If this does work, it just is the start of another like period of incredibly hard work. Like this is where you come to prove what you do because you believe in it, and that's one of the most flattering pieces of feedback we've had so far. Is everyone is talking about this, not just because it's I think probably one of the best shows up at Fringe. Uh, but the love, like the, every costume is handmade. Everything about the show, I wrote it, I produced it, I directed it. My girlfriend melded all the costumes, she co-produced it with us. It's been our life for six months. And we're out there every single day, giving out a thousand flyers a day, trying to explain to people what we're doing. We're, there's, no, there's no one else is doing this for us. And you know what? That's not just a theatre thing. It's a wrestling thing. Like, as wrestlers, we are used to working our asses off to get people to come to our shows. We're we're not given anything. Not that any performance artist is. If you look at the pile of performance artists, we are at the bottom. And what that's made is some hard bastards when it comes to getting our show out there. And I think that's why it's getting the reaction that it is. But like you say, this is the most difficult thing that we've done because it is day in and it's day out and it costs an absolute fortune to be here. So if it goes wrong, it goes wrong like spectacularly, but that is a risk that had to be taken. Because wrestling needs to be seen in this way, and we need to be seen outside of wrestling by people who have assumed that wrestling isn't for them.
0: The the wonderful thing is that I talked to you today the morning after the is that is that the second sellout in a row that you've had at the fringe. Because yeah. because that's, that's that in itself is the exciting part. Is that not only are you putting on this show, not only is it getting well received and there's a lot of money and a lot of stakes in it. But if you're packing the venue out every night and you're turning people away, which I know you've had to as heartbreak, it's it's bittersweet because you don't want to tell people, sorry, you can't come and watch the show. Because if you had your way, you'd be bringing everybody in. But there's something quite bittersweet, isn't there, about being at a point where you are turning people away from coming to the show.
1: Yeah, of course. Like to, to uh, The show starts with me just kneeling in the middle of the stage. And At that point in time, I don't, I don't really know how many people are coming. The first night, dude, we opened to one person. There was one woman in the crowd, plus um, Molly Spartan's husband and two trainees. So four people, but only one we didn't know. <laughs> a few nights down the line, we were turning people away from the door. Not because I have a budget to do massive campaigns of marketing, but because we're out there every day. Uh, every freaking member of the crew, Gilded Balloon, who are producing and promoting us has come to the show and apparently we're all they're talking about because no one has ever seen anything like this. And yeah, it's unique. It's never been done before and I put my heart and soul into it. But also, man, it's wrestling. Just come and watch wrestling. This is what we do. I mean, I think this is spectacular even for wrestling, but this is just people who uh, don't know what wrestling is discovering wrestling and it's, it's beautiful. It's like when I discovered it as a kid, watching grown adults go through that same experience uh, live in front of my face. I get to do it every night and uh, it only takes me an hour or so to put myself back together in the morning. <laughs> um, I'll let you into a secret. Uh, oh, it's a 142 capacity venue, right? It's not massive, but for friends, it's, uh, it's a lot of tickets to have to shift. If I sell out every single night that I'm here, I still will not break even. My show cannot make a profit because of the costs of bringing that many people up here. With, like we have to set the ring up every day, we have to stay locally. We can't break even. The only way it can make money is if people like I have a little book I wrote about what pro wrestling means and um and what the Norse mythology of the show means. If people buy that, then we can break even. But right now I'm I'm just running on red and trying to limit my my losses because I just accepted that my purpose for this part of my life is to show people what this means and if that means i have to take out a mortgage for a house and instead rent a house in edinburgh for one month then so fucking here here we are
0: you do what you need to do to make it happen. And we want everybody who is coming to the Fringe, uh, heading that way, to come and see your show. So let's let's give them times. Let's give them details. Let's give them uh, uh, points of contact if they want to come and watch you. Go for it, Ed.
1: We are on every single night. At, it's called Patahoose. It's on Chambers Street in Edinburgh. Um, we're represented by Gilded Balloon. It costs between eight and ten quid to come. It's not a lot of money. Um... You follow me, Uh, my Instagram is thustheguild and that has all the updates, um, any offers and any news you might need to know, like for example, if it's sold out and you need to come another day so you don't get turned away. Um, Yeah, you'll also see we have the most astonishingly wonderful lineup of workers on this show. Um, I'm not even gonna start naming them because I'll start forgetting people because there's so many of them. Um, Please, if you are at all interested, in what wrestling means in modern culture come and see it Um, I really don't think you can possibly be disappointed because
0: we just love this there is no show at the fringe like Mythos Ragnarok Uh, as a wrestling fan you'll be listening to this even if you know non-wrestling fans drag them to it Ed it has been wonderful to chat with you and best of luck for the rest of the fringe sir stay safe
1: very much we absolutely will it's been a pleasure thank you Tom (laughs)